Modern political campaigns generate a lot of stuff. T-shirts, buttons, baseball caps. And for some of these campaigns, the memorabilia lasts longer than the memories. I have my own collection of presidential memorabilia. So what do we learn from the detritus spawned by our democratic process? Ken Rudin runs the Political Junkie podcast, and we're very fortunate to have him here today. Ken, welcome to Backstory. Thank you so much, Brian. I want to know when presidential candidates started giving out stuff, stuff that became memorabilia. Well, going back to George Washington, I mean, that when I was really young, I mean, they had, you know, <laughs> uh, tokens and, and ribbons and things like that. And, and often they would, uh, the kind of tokens that you would sew onto your clothing. Then it wasn't until 1896 that was the William McKinley versus William Jennings Bryan campaign. You know, that's where the, the actual button started. But before that, it was tokens and ribbons and things, clo- cloth- clothing related. And a lot of them had slogans on them, talking about slavery and tariffs and things like that. But the the word buttons, we didn't know them until 1896. I've always wondered what preceded the bumper sticker. Were there carriage stickers? <laughs> you know, it's funny. The funny thing, you know, there's so many dishonest collectors and and people who try to swindle you. You always know that if somebody's trying to spout off for a bumper sticker before there were cars, you know, there's something suspicious <laughs> about that. Most people don't collect bumper stickers, but I have a great collection of it. I have, you know, like I have a one that says, "This car is solid gold water," things like that. Or, <laughs> oh, or, I love. I love it. I or love it. Yeah. Don't, bl- don't blame me. The driver of this car voted for Stevenson. So sometimes <laughs> stickers can be cl- clever. Other, you know, usually other than that, it's just like Nixon's the one and, you know, all the right. way with LBJ. But sometimes they can be clever. Well, how long have you been collecting memorabilia? Well, I start. <laughs> I started in 1966 when I was um, um, six months old, and um, and you know, I, back back then in 1966, I would write to all the candidates running for governor and senator that year. So I would write to George Romney and Nelson Rockefeller and George Wallace and and Pat Brown in California, Ronald Reagan, and by the end of the campaign, at the end of the 66 campaign, I filled a shoebox filled with. I couldn't believe how many buttons I had. And matter of fact, one, one, one of my favorite letters was uh, when I wrote to Governor when Ronald Reagan, who was running for governor for the first time mm-hmm. in 1966. Um, I got a letter saying, hey, here's your button, and I hope you uh, enjoy it. Uh, sincerely, Edwin Meese, who later became the <laughs> attorney general. So you never knew that Edwin Meese got to start by giving out campaign buttons for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> well, we all have to start somewhere That's in right, politics, exactly. Ken. Well, Ken... I'm uh, pouring out some of my campaign buttons. I have to say my favorite set is a set that a a former graduate student gave to me. uh, And it is pro-Nixon buttons, uh, but it's Hungarians for Nixon, Irish for Nixon. Nixon, uh, as you know better than anybody, made an appeal to white ethnic groups and Man, I didn't know there were ever so many white ethnic groups as I have buttons. <laughs> well, 
I have that set, and actually Ronald Reagan duplicated that in 1980. There's also all those nationalities for Reagan as well. And, you know, so they're, they're kind of great, but uh, but the, the, they're not the first to do that. Barry Goldwater came out with a bunch of buttons. There are picture buttons of Barry Goldwater and his running mate, William Miller, who's a congressman from upstate New York, and in about 50 different languages. And just say, some would say Goldwater Miller, which was English, but then it would be all those other languages, some of them that if you didn't look at the curl of the button, you'd have no idea in the world what language they were. Um, and that was always fun. And so, so, um, you'd think that after Goldwater's performance, they would have stopped those ethnic <laughs> buttons. Well, well, I think that I believe there were more Goldwater buttons than they got votes. That's for sure. Considering he only <laughs> won six votes, six states in 1964 against Lyndon Johnson. Which president had the best memorabilia? The best memorabilia. Well, you know something, you have to go back. I mean, back in the old days, and of course, even yeah. before I was born, and that's going back a long, long time, some of the, the McKinley buttons in 1896 and 1900, the colors were just magnificent. They were multicolored and, and, and all caricatures and, and, well, like, for example, I have this William Howard Taft button from 1908, and it's the character of Taft inside a, 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 a model, maybe it's a Model T Ford, because obviously cars were new then, but it's an inch and a quarter in size, but the colors of it are magnificent, and it says from Chicago to D.C., basically from the convention to the nation's capital, and you see Taft in this little automobile with multiple colors, it's just so... Maybe it's just so simplistic in its beauty, but it, and, and innocent in its beauty. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a simple slogan button. They really put a lot of interest and, and effort into it, and it's just stunning stuff. And and sometimes, you know, I'll look at these things and say, boy, they they sure don't make them like they used to. And why do you think people collect these? What is it about presidential memorabilia? Well, you know, something that's a good question. And I think it reminds me of why people collect baseball cards. When I was a kid, I collected baseball cards because I just loved baseball. And when I started collecting... It wasn't for the chewing gum? Well, okay, just a great story about chewing gum quickly. 1972, I go into Nixon and McGovern headquarters, and I got I bought a box of 50 or 100 Nixon bubblegum cigars and McGovern bubblegum cigars for my collection, but I wound up eating all of them within a day or two. That was not smart. <laughs> I think my dentist was very happy, but that's about it. But I think when you, if you love politics and you love the history of politics, you can just, what I do often, which is because I'm very lonely, but I'll just look at some of the, my collection of, of, the, of the Wilkie campaign or the Truman stuff or Eisenhower. I mean, I have Ike, I like Ike sunglasses. I have I like Ike license plate attachments. They just, you know, they were clever and they were beautiful and it reminds me of, of a day long gone in politics. So I think it reminds me of the same reason baseball fans collected baseball cards. I think political junkies just love presidential campaign buttons. So what's so attractive about the politics of yore? There was lots of corruption, you know, lots of people weren't even eligible to vote. You know, that's a great question. I, I, I think I have, I have a feeling that a lot of people in, in any kind of walk of life, whether you're talking about baseball or politics or business or entertainment, everybody goes back to the golden days because they're not happy with what's going on now. And you're absolutely right. There was corruption back there. Warren Harding with Teapot Dome and, 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 you know, all the, the racism that went on, the open racism now. But this seems to be, at least now, there seems to be a time where people are not talking to each other. People 
people are yelling at each other. It's us against them. And of sure, George Wallace was controversial. And sure, you know, other candidates in the past were controversial. We talk about Richard Nixon's Southern strategy and things like that. But I still think that there was a, there was a decency in our candidates, a decency in our political system that sadly, we, we're not seeing as much today, and and I don't know how we get that back. Maybe the only way to get it back is to go collect old campaign buttons. <laughs> Ken Rudin is the host of the Political Junkie podcast. Ken, thanks so much for joining us on Backstory today. Brian, it was my absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> 